0: All right, here we are back again, week two, with Rico and Marcus, still trying to figure out a name for what this is going to be. Uh, Marcus, anything there?
1: We did have some ideas, right? Um, so far, just kind of throwing things out there. Um, party chat seems to be top of that list, but um, obviously we want something that's you know general, that's fun, that's interactive, that's you know gives a place for anybody and you know to kind of just. Listen, you know, and chill out, right? You know, so something that kind of fits that you know, whole agenda. So we'll see. But that seems to be the diss right now. But, you know, it's obviously still work in progress.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest news of the day today is that we did have a Supreme Court justice confirmed. Katanji Brown-Jackson is our will be our newest Supreme Court justice.
1: That um, I saw well, I, I, I didn't see the article, but I did see it was all over. If you have an iPhone, right? Um, Apple News, and she was the first something or other. Can you elaborate more on that?
0: I think it is that she is the first African American female or black woman
1: yeah. that way. That way, yeah, you put it? Yeah,
0: yeah, she was confirmed by a vote of 53 to 47. Oh, my. That's that's mostly mostly party lines, but they did have some of the GOP senators vote for her. Okay, Uh, yeah, first black woman to sit on the bench.
1: That's a big deal. That's awesome. So
0: that's a big deal towards you know diversifying. Absolutely, which is is always good.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. I agree.
2: So, uh, congrats to her, and uh, I wish her well in her career. Going forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Likewise.
0: Uh, so then, some lighter stuff. The last night was it last night or night before? The Lakers were officially eliminated from playoff contention.
1: Lighter stuff. <laughs> like,
0: well, it's I... light to me because I, I I ain't a Laker guy. But I mean, who who's a who really is a Laker? Who follows the Lakers? You know.
1: <laughs> well, let me stop you right there, okay? Because to me, that's a big deal, right? And I know just because of the fact that LeBron James is on that team, it, I does that make a bit make it a big deal, right? Because you know how many instances has LeBron missed the playoffs? And crazy enough, he's missed the playoffs, I think, twice with the Lakers he's been with us. And you know he's supposed to be this, you know, obviously the greatest player of our generation, arguably the greatest player of our generation. And you know, um, and it's just crazy that the record they had, the expectations not they didn't they, they did they didn't just fall short you know what I mean they like what plummeted they just never were even in any some any way shape way or form to even being you know manifested so it's 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 trip it's stripped out you know and it sucks but obviously you know, it didn't work and I, I kind of had a feeling it might or might not have worked especially you know even for the preseason. I know Westbrook you know ball dominant as he is you would think maybe there'd be some sort of um, what is it, like, I guess, like, like uh, some leeway, right? Like what they would allow him to do or be able to do, but ultimately it didn't work out, you know, and, and things like that happen. But what hurts us the most is that we gave up a lot of future capita. So what happens next? You know what I mean? I know Anthony Davis is the center of some, obviously, and, and it's always going to happen, right? Some, some trade talks and stuff. And I even saw today that, you know, the Lakers were – what was it? They have not ruled out even just waiving Westbrook and expanding his contract across three years or, you know, however much it is. But that's the thing. You know, we're going to do another one of those things where you, what happened to Luau Dang, remember that one? He's still getting paid. So, yeah. it's 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 rough. It's tough. And kudos to, you know, everybody else who made it. I know the Spurs uh, are in the play-in now. And it's The young team, a lot of things to look forward to. You will not hear me say that out loud ever again just because a bunch of our buddies are <laughs> first fans, and it's really annoying. But you got to give credit where credit is due, right? Oh, yeah. So, big deal, big deal. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we'll come back stronger. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, again, again, like from my point of view, just uh, a LeBron James-led team with... With another all star and another former all star, former MVP as well, uh, forty eight losses on the season, like that's unheard of. I think I read the other day that I think they've won two games since the all star break.
1: Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. So that's
0: that. <laughs> that's like, yes. wow. Like it's just unheard of. Uh, I did read already that they plan to part ways with Frank Vogel as soon as the season's over.
1: See a little bit uh, more. I think mine was more rumors when I read it. But if you saw some sort of confirmation, is that what you saw?
0: I think it's pretty much confirmed that season's over. His he's done there. I did see some names.
1: Did you? I don't know if you saw the same names I did, and I was actually kind of happy about, or not happy, right? But of course, anybody and anybody can be linked can be linked to a Lakers head coaching job, right?
0: Yeah, I haven't seen anything in terms of names yet. It's always what, what,
1: what? did you hear? Of course, I saw. Well, it it was an article, and I don't remember where I saw it. You know, and don't quote me or whatever. But I saw obviously, you know, uh, uh, Coach Doc Doc Rivers and Quinn Snyder, which I would be really happy about, especially right now in Utah, right? And and I think uh, Rudy Gobert came out with it today. You know, me and and Donovan Mitchell are just here to win a championship. That's what we want to do, but. Despite that, you know, rumors don't just start. You know, Obviously, there's some sort of animosity, and maybe it's, you know, something's going to – maybe something's brewing in Utah. So maybe that opens a head coaching vacancy or something like that for a potential awesome coach candidate to go to the Lakers. Of course, I'm wishful thinking, right? Your team is always going to be wishful thinking. So leave me alone.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I could see it. I, I don't know about Doc because Doc is in Philly, isn't he?
1: Yes, but Boston traded for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Doc is probably on the yeah. most successful team he's been with since, since Boston.
1: Since yeah, the
0: '08 uh, the Celtics. We don't and and Boston. yes, and Quinn Snyder. I could see like if they're gonna try and make a change, but based on what I've heard, the last couple of well, last week change? or two.
1: Can the The Lakers make exactly like what's what's the up what's the upside like? And and I've heard multiple things, but what's what's best case scenario for the Lakers?
2: For the Lakers,
1: like like in order to lure out, because yeah, you're right. Like you know, uh, for Quinn Snyder to even want to come, right? You can either you know have a team in his vision or have the talent that that he's obviously or more talent that he obviously wants. But Lakers have. You know neither of those. So how do you, and not just Quinn Snyder, but how do you get any coach to want to come and you know, because LeBron only has a year left in his contract before he's a unrestricted free agent.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, for me, not just a coach, period, but a successful coach, a coach that is winning or is doing well where he's at. Like to kind of say, like, hey, like we don't really got much going on out here. How about you come and turn us around? And for somebody like Doc, I think Doc could work with a with some. Some veterans like what the Lakers already have, but in terms of like style and personnel, it just doesn't seem to work. Like that's one of the problems with the Lakers as they are. So they would have to make changes in personnel. Uh, LeBron is not the LeBron of a couple of years ago anymore. So of course not. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not gonna he's not gonna carry during the season anymore. He's pretty much you just want him to be that workhorse in the playoffs yeah. so you know you need that second guy that's going to be v- very dependable and it seems like to me anthony davis just hasn't been that guy consistently
1: it's the word right so that's so,
0: so i think i think the big uh, the big thing is going to be for the organization to reflect and say if this guy if this guy can't stay healthy and can't be our solid number 2 in a couple of years whenever LeBron is gone because everybody kind of has it understood that in a in I think what 2 or 3 years LeBron James is going to want to ride off and play a season or two with his kid yes. once he enters the NBA so if he's not if he can't be your number 2 can he be your number 1 I think it's time to start looking at that. Yeah. He, so if they decide that that's not the case, if they, if they're, if it's just him or if their staff just can't maintain his health and keep him on the floor or the coach can't give him a system in which he's going to thrive and is going to work with whatever teammates he has around him when LeBron isn't able to play or, you know, has to take a rest, a rest game or two, or, you know, isn't able to go 100% because of injuries or something like that. You can't have that big backup guy also be injured.
1: Which is what you saw this season, right? And I think Anthony Davis even said a while back, you know, the what ifs and the what ifs. And I've always, I've never been a fan of the what ifs thing because hey, that's, that sucks, man. That sucks, you know. But at the end of the day, what uh, you, it didn't mesh to begin with, you know. And you went, not you didn't have enough time to prove the naysayers. Like, nah, like, You take, take ownership, take responsibility and move on. And uh, Anthony Davis, I just felt, you know, all the wrong things were said. And again, injuries aren't a fault of nobody, right? You know, take care of your body, hope for the best and, you know, do what you got to do.
0: Yeah. I think, I just think uh, for their team in particular, stylistically, they, they, the team just does not have an identity. Most of the time, the big wins are hero ball wins where LeBron just has a, Massive monster game, or Anthony or Anthony Davis has a monster game, or Westbrook, Westbrook had a a a pretty good game, or or a combination of the two. It wasn't really that Laker squad that we saw back a a couple years ago win a title, where they were they were monsters. They were just mass a massive team that was going to control the paint and play defense. Did they have a crazy offense? Not really, but they're they're. Their style was just we're going to shut down the paint and we're going to have all these trees parked in the paint and you're not going to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So
0: yeah. just they don't have an identity. It's just all hero ball to me, which is why it didn't work. But, I mean, I, I, the, big, the big piece is going to be what happens with Anthony Davis. Are they going to choose to further invest in him? Or are they going to move on and, you know, just kind of take themselves out of that limbo? And I get that a lot because me personally, uh, I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. And I felt that same pressure over the past couple of years with Chris Dapp's Porzingis. We got him big name, you know, a lot of potential. Uh, the last couple of years, we were kept looking back at that all-star Chris Dapp's Porzingis from New York and what he was able to do around the rim, be a stretch five. Um you know, and we kept trying to get him back there, and I'm sure that that's what the Lakers are trying to do with Anthony Davis in regards to his time in at the in New Orleans, trying to get him back to that guy that yeah. was just dominant and was able to do everything. Uh, and it it was a it was a tough road for the Mavs and Porzingis, and there was all these rumors about whether he liked it there, whether he was happy next to Luka Doncic or not. And eventually the Mavs just decided, you know what? We're kind of all over the place all the time with this. So we're just going to move on. Yeah. Uh, we traded We traded him away to Washington for Spencer Dinwiddie, which at first I was kind of like, I'll admit, I was a little like, whoa. Like, um, I thought for what Porzingis could be versus, versus what, what Dinwiddie has been also, or or is, currently is, especially coming off a big injury. I, I don't remember exactly what the injury was, but I know it was pretty serious. It was something with one of his legs. I think he just came off a big surgery. And uh, it uh, thus far, it's proved me wrong. You know, being able to get out of that limbo and, you know, Finally yes, make a decision yeah. and just stick with it. And the Mavericks, I think, are up. Uh, we're are either number three or four?
1: Four. You're 50 and 30. You're, you've won 50 games and lost 30. And I think that's a big – and you are were in limbo. I remember the Mavericks, I think we're sitting at the six and seven, kind of flirting with the six and seven range. Even, you know, even starting with that plan. And, you know, you're solid at four. Jazz, 48, 32. And, and then you're even up there with the Warriors. Warriors have one less loss. One less loss, but the wins, the win total stays at 50.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, they're just going to have to kind of assess what they think with, uh, with Anthony Davis. I, I really think that's a big key. The rest of the guys uh, on that squad, you know, are going to be movable, uh, keepable, whatever they want in terms of money and in terms of what they bring to the team. Uh, the big key is going to be Anthony Davis again and then what what they end up doing with Westbrook.
1: Be big, and I think that will influence a lot of what, what the Lakers do going forward, obviously. Right? Um, do you waive him? Do you try and trade him? Obviously, you know, if you can get something, some sort of compensation um, in terms of assets, picks, even guys whose contracts can be a little bit easier to maneuver around rather than just wave him. But you know, that's the table. one. I, th- I, Rod Pelinka has done some good things, he's and he's not scared to risk you know, a move or, you know, he's not scared to admit he's wrong. He's not scared to know when something's not working and, and he's done all kinds of things. So uh, it's kind of, it is kind of exciting, right. Especially for, Le- Le- for LeBron to have a year off uh, or, a, you know, a summer off a playoff uh, time to kind of wind down and focus on other things and kind of get your mojo and groove back in rhythm and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, even though we lost, it's always some sort of silver lining, right. Because we're excited to see what the future holds for our teams. Yeah.
0: For sure. And, and and all our teams have been there where we go oh down yeah, we, in the dumps and then we come back around and have some success and
1: Yeah, we call them the Dark Ages, remember every time <laughs> and if and if you weren't there when Chris came and was laying down on the bench, right? Well, <laughs> there it was. We it was the dark ages, man, what we were playing with where I think Jordan Hill and um Ryan Kelly, no Mac and you know, it was it was tough, man, they, what a liquor squad used to look like, you know, before all that. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about a little, just a little bit here uh, since we're on the topic, right? I want to talk about these other teams that have made an impression and made it. I know the, the standings right now, Sun 63 at 17. They set a franchise record, what, uh, two games ago, a game ago, two games ago. And they set a franchise record for wins, which is a huge deal, right? And I know a lot of people last year, you know, people thought it was like a fluke and, you know, making it all the way the, the way they did. And they didn't think they, they were going to be able to replicate that success and to replicate that success even more so, at least in the regular season. Obviously, playoffs is always a different story, but to still show that, you know, that consistency, that that groove, you know, that, that mojo that they got—it was really fun to watch. And then the biggest surprise. Oh, well, I say biggest surprise, right? I know a friend of ours is always saying, "With well, John Moran, you know, most improved player," but like, yeah, and he's getting better. And the things that the Grizzlies have done from last year to this year—they said at number two at fifty-five and twenty-four. And I think that's a huge deal, right? For especially for a team that is super young to already have that kind of success.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, as it stands, we have the Suns. At number one, the Grizzlies, number two, the Warriors, number three, the Mavericks, number four, and the Jazz, number five, I think are the ones that have clinched the playoffs. Yes. Then we have the Nuggets, at number six, Timberwolves, seven, Clippers, eight, Pelicans, nine, and the Spurs at ten. Yeah. Now, I believe it's the last four that end up uh, in the play-in.
1: Yes, it would be seven, eight, nine, and ten. So right as of right now, the stands... I believe we have seven and ten, so it'll be the Timberwolves and the Spurs and the Clippers and the Pelicans. Um, obviously, with some games left to play, but um, so we'll see how they change. But those seem to be your um, well. The the if the Nuggets lose with you know two in a row or whatever, they would end up in the play. And I think they still have a chance in the play if I'm not mistaken. But I may be wrong because te- technically they have not clinched a playoff spot, so that's interesting. Um, so obviously we're going to see something from the Nuggets. But yeah, it is those four: seven, eight, nine, and ten. On the yeah, Western from, Conference.
0: Yeah, from those squads, I think uh, I'm pretty confident the Nuggets will, will clinch. They're, they're two games ahead. I think with another victory, I think they clinch it.
1: Tonight, yes, sir.
0: So more, more than likely, we'll have the Wolves. I think it'll be the Wolves-Spurs, Pelicans-Clippers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty much gonna stand where it is. And those are exciting games. You know, a young a young Spurs a Spurs team and then you have the Timberwolves and obviously, you know, uh Car Anthony Towns always got that flag, but he's though the Anthony Edwards man, baller, dude. The guy's been playing playing amazing and and he's still super young, right? Second 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 year in the league, second year. Mm-hmm. Second year. And, yeah, and he's been he's been he's been, man, fearless, fearless. And his post game post game post game interviews super likable he's he's just about it you know what i mean he's no bs no nothing like that he you know calls it the way it is and and even though it doesn't seem like he's not you know what uh, i guess he's not talking smack but he is having fun with the with the entire you know just hey i want to be the best and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna play the best and you know that's what i do this is what i'm gonna do and that's just the way it's gonna be like hey kudos man to anthony edwards
0: yeah, for sure. He's, he's really exciting to watch. I know there was questions about him when he came into the league because he had made some funny comments. But I think now looking back, we can uh, see that it was just all in good fun and he was yeah. just making jokes and stuff. Uh, Timberwolves also have D'Angelo Russell, which I ha- oddly I haven't really heard too much about this year.
1: He's, uh, well, I mean, from what I've seen, uh, inconsistent, more consistent at least than the inconsistency. with some injuries early on in the season. Uh, but for the most part, the thing with D'Angelo Rosa, he's, he's like, he's, I wouldn't want to say microwave because that's an understatement. But the thing with that guy is if he's, if he gets hot, it's over. And, you know, and it takes, it takes him to, he just got to see the bog win twice before he's going to start making everything from anywhere. So, yeah, but he, he's been a little inconsistent more so.
0: Yeah, And then, uh, who else did they end up picking up this year? Well, I think this is the first year they've had Patrick Beverly out there too. I know he's a real polarizing player, but I've always been a fan personally. Yeah.
1: Oh no, we always look right, and it's those championship teams always seem to have some sort of that you know dog spirit type of player usually on their squad who's going to do that type of work. And Patrick Beverly, you know, he the intangibles are very very important—the things nobody talks about—and he does them. And I know people say, "Well, he he sucks; he doesn't do anything; doesn't do anything." But getting in the players' minds, you know. You know, playing that mental game, talking to the rev, screaming, just you know, amping up your team. There is such a thing as you know having a mental presence, and he has that. You know, uh, leaps and bounds. I I know the epitome, right or the best player with that type of you know dog style, Draymond Green, right? Leader, leader on leader on the on the court knows exactly what he's talking about. High IQ, even though it doesn't look like he's doing anything, and I'll, I'll be the first one to say. I was never a fan of that guy, but you cannot take away from the things that he does, and again, those intangibles that players like that doing Just look, you know, you can just look. What you see, you had a Patrick Beverly? Uh, well, obviously, those type of players. I think Tony Allen back in the day, Ron Artest, yeah. aka Metta World Peace, who did those type of things. Um, there was even a year I think Trevor Reza was that guy when the Lakers had won a, a title way back. So it, yeah. they're very important. Very important.
0: Yeah, it's- for sure. Current day, just to name a few, I would. You mentioned Draymond Green. We mentioned pa- Patrick Beverly. I would say Jimmy, Jimmy Butler would probably be in that category. Yeah. Um, Marcus Smart is another player Marcus, that, oh, that's like I that.
1: Yeah, Marcus Smart. I'm and, not, obviously, uh, not the Celtics man, but Marcus Smart, man.
0: And th- those kind of players, like, like I said, are always very, very polarizing because if you have one of them, you love them. But if you're against them, oh, man, they just get under your skin.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so,
0: so wrapping up, wrapping up our stuff that we're mentioning with the Western conference, uh, do you, who do you, who do you see beating the suns? The suns obviously have to be the favorite.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I, who do I, and that's because I, I you know, some of my favorite players, right. I, uh, Nikola Jokic and the things he's been able to do. And let's be honest by himself, not by himself. Right. But obviously he's just so team oriented that he makes the people around him that much better. Uh, I, I, uh, Luka Doncic is not one of my favorite players and, you know, the Mavs are kind of also in that. some sort of, you know, limbo there that like who can retake them down the Warriors and Steph Curry, you know, um, as far as I'm concerned, if I had to pick right this instant, strangely enough, I don't think the Grizzlies would pull out. If anybody had a chance and unfortunately in the nuggets, I don't think uh, Nikola Jokic could do it, you know, with, with where he's at either with maybe, maybe, maybe the Warriors with a Steph Steph Curry or maybe the Mavericks getting hot. And that's my honest opinion. Um, Aside from that, I I don't see really anybody else taking out the Mavericks. I think, you know, and the Western Conference has always been, uh, you know, more of a tough conference overall. And this is one of the few years where the Eastern Conference just looks you know, crazy, crazy good. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, maybe those two guys, and I'm talking maybe, and I'm calling them dark horses because I don't, I don't see a clear, you know, team that may or that may beat the Suns. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, I, I kind of am just gonna mirror what what you said. Uh, I think the Warriors' experience, and if they're able to stay healthy and get a little bit back to some of the stuff they were doing early this season and kind of just kind of just uh, transition a little bit more with having clay Bla- clay back and have Steph Curry back and just go back to that team ball and uh, just slip their stars into there so that they can pick and choose their spots. I mean, it's hard to bet against those guys championship yeah. experience.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: Uh, you did mention the Mavericks, which I—I I mean, that's my show. That's my squad. I think yeah, I, I, uh,
1: I, I'm not saying that just because. I,
2: way,
0: I think, I yeah, and I think offensively they have they have it in them to keep up with the, with the Suns offensively and defensively. We've been playing a, a hello a lot better than we have in the last couple of years. Our big weakness is our our inside game and how we would contain DeAndre Ayton. I think.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, I personally, I think, I think the best bet is the Warriors, and I actually feel like the sleeper team would be the Jazz.
1: Really, I'm not. I'm not sold on the Jazz, man. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I'm not the. I'm not their biggest fan either. But I just feel like, hey, I feel like, fine. I feel like they're <laughs> able to do so much, but they don't have. I, I feel like they have not played to their potential. For for whatever reason, I don't know if it's. I'm a big fan of the uh, of Quinn Snyder, so I'm not going to say the coaching, but I'm not going to say he's a bad coach. But whether the way that he coaches doesn't mesh with the players, or whether it's problems in the locker room, or that's
3: strange I don't know. Had,
0: I don't think I still f- that last time. I still feel like he like they have another two or three steps to take.
1: No, wow, two or three steps. Man, that's. Wow, okay.
0: I I I see them being like a Suns like like Without a Suns team, Paul. you know. You have you have Booker. Yeah. You have you they have Booker. And they have Mitchell. Wait. They have Aiden, they have Gobert. Yeah, yeah. They have they have Chris Paul. These guys have Mike Conley. And that's
1: is that where you're, that's where the big difference is, you think?
0: Well, well, no, no. Well, right? I, I'm just saying that that they're like a mirror. Of course, you know, one team is one team is is on top of the league and the other one you know is in the middle of the pack but i think they i think they have that potential just as a surprise a, a more of a dark horse okay because I, those are the two teams i would say the warriors dark horse the jazz the mavericks if they get hot
1: exactly yeah yeah more that's more like my thinking i agree i agree I just well, you know, that jazz one caught me by surprise. I, I, it might just it might just be because I'm painting on them for whatever reason. But I just I'm not, you know, I would put the the Nuggets more so. But again, if the Nuggets were a little healthy and maybe joke, maybe Joker hasn't, you know, totally taken 100 percent of what this team's capable of. Um, but who knows, man? And the, and the playoffs are always exciting. I know we usually uh, get together, watch them together, and just have a good time. You know, uh, just. Just watching them play because the playoffs can be intense, right?
0: Yeah, I think if if we had a, a healthy Jamal Murray, it would be a different conversation for me. But I agree. I I think uh, him missing Jamal Murray because you know one guy can only take him so far.
3: Uh, I mean, for for, for for
0: for for amazing for amazing as he is, you know, like yeah, he, the the big the big guy in Denver can only do so much
3: i think
2: uh think
0: it is it is, but it 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 takes a hell of a season it takes a hell of a playoffs, and yeah. it's grueling eight eighty two games in its own is grueling to be able to get to the conference finals and then uh, again into the finals and then uh talking about the finals, you know out east, we have a whole different set of challenges over there,
1: oh yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the Easter a little bit.
0: So at the top, the top four, we have the Heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers.
1: See, and what's crazy and blows my mind is just what separates them. A few games? Like, that. that is awesome to see, man. And there is so much talent right there, you know, just in the four. And I, I it's just, that's going to be, it's going to be a good one. And if you, if you look at the Raptors, five, bulls, six, Cavaliers, seven, Nets, eight, uh, we have the Hawks at nine, the Hornets at 10, man, you know, when's the last time you've seen it where the Eastern conference and it's been notorious, right? Where the Eastern conference always had those records, they had losing records, but yet they were still, you know, seven, six seed. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And now look at them. And even the 10th, the 10th seed has a winning record. And that shows a lot of how much talent's there in the East. You know, as as far as the East Eastern Conference concerned, and I've always I've always thought personally the Western Conference was always a stronger conference. But in this case, you know, they might the Suns might be the best team in the league, right by by record. But when it comes to just talent and you know the, the type of you know teams they got, oh man, the Eastern Conference is going to be super awesome to watch.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, what's crazy is a lot of people. I, I still see a lot of people saying that they think the Nets are going to be the ones to take it all. And they're in eighth place.
1: Yeah, and that's because they're in the play-in. And I feel bad. And I feel bad, right? Um, but who, who right now, they'd be playing the Hawks. And if they're all healthy, uh, the Hawks don't stand a chance. And the Hawks, I think you had mentioned a while back that they were the ones who of not do it. Well, I think you said the word disappointment. Correct me if I'm wrong, that they kind of disappointed you this season, or what's it, the Hawks that we were talking about? No,
0: no, that's about right. I just, uh, you know, we're all uh, our group of buddies are all big basketball fans, so every year we kind of have like, oh, who we who we think is going to improve, who's up and coming, who's kind of falling off, and uh, honestly, from last year's Hawks team, I did, I, I expected them to just grow and grow and grow, and I thought they were two years away from being. Yeah, top of the East. John and, Collins was, was and this,
1: the guy, you know, you kept talking about, I remember.
0: And this year just they just fell off. Uh you know, I mean they're still they're still there. They're still very much capable of being in the playoffs. But I just didn't expect them to drop off so much this year. Uh yeah. whether I, I I didn't watch too many of their games this year, but I'm not sure if it's just chalked up to personnel issues or you know, they're just kind of too many mouths to feed because that team just has so much talent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know you, again, you had mentioned John Collins. We had Trey Young. Um, I think Herder actually got hot just recently in the past few games. Um, but yeah, no. The, but the Hawks at ninth, I mean, it sounds, it sounds bad, but I can see that that's more or less even where I've had them just in general. You know, I think even last year, um, that's one of those teams that I believe maybe I might have overachieved as far as, you know, what was up and stuff. But again, you know, they can always prove me wrong. Uh, The Hornets at 10th, that's going to be fun to watch just because, you know, a super young team again, and the metal ball is just fun to watch. You know what I mean? Um, The Nets, the Nets that that's ah, how do you even count them out? You know, they have KD on that team and KD has been injured, but you know, take away those injuries, and you have a solid team, and Kyrie being able to play, uh, you know, it's the Nets are just are like I won't even call them a dark horse. They're just they're just going to be that competitive. Uh, the Cavaliers, you know, the that team, and we will already even begin with that team.
2: Yeah, young squad, just
0: a bunch of hungry, hungry young guys just looking to make their place. And I know they've impressed a lot of people this year.
1: Yeah. The, the ones I was not, well, after the trade, right. Was real high on was um, the bulls and the bulls in the beginning of the season. I remember there were like what, one or two or something like that. And they lost Lonzo ball. And, and, and Lonzo Ball, you know, what makes him really, really good is obviously he's a true point guard, pass first point guard, you know, floor general, you know, going to make the right pass, always going to make the good pass. Once in a while, I'll make the great pass, but he's not going to make mistakes. You know what I mean? And whether we're missing Lonzo Ball from that equation, because falling, you know, to six and again, the only thing that separates the Bulls from first is seven games and, you know, and from six to five is five games. And, you know, and, and that. During during the season, it wouldn't be a lot. Obviously, towards the end, you know, it's a different story. But you know, the Bulls and I've, I'm still super behind them. DeMar DeRozan, talk about a resurgence, man! That guy was dropping 50 points in some of these games, and he's averaging 30. And and you know, Zach Levine, just being that one-two punch that you want to see, it's just it's just good to watch. I, I'm still I'm still I'm still good all the way up all the way up to sixth seed. I'm still good, you know, as far as who may or may not win from those six. So that's going to be exciting, and then of course we have, you know, the Raptors and um, surprisingly, you know, you know for a team that Nick Nurse, man, what he's done with not obviously not the Kawhi level talent, right, but what he's done with a group of a group of guys like that, you know, who had their niche and obviously bought into his system, right, from from the time where he's won Fred VanVleet, um, just playing obviously like an all star, right, because he was all star this year and forty six and thirty three, man. It's nothing to snout yet. And Then you can go ahead and talk about those big four right there. You know what I'm saying? Heat, Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers. What do you What do you think about all those? Because one, one or two games, three. I like got the if That that last game of the Heat is the difference maker. So, what do you think about that?
0: Um. Ultimately, you know, it just comes down to who's going to win in the playoffs, right? Uh, and Who's gonna show I, up? I, I, I have my favorites. You know, I'm yeah, a yeah. big I'm a I'm a big fan of Joel Embiid and the Sixers. Um you know, you can't you can never bet against the the Bucks either with uh Giannis. <laughs> I know I know they've had they've had their problems this year with health and stuff like that, but man, they're gonna they're really gonna have a big tough challenge coming uh coming in their own conference. Yeah. Uh, with those other three teams at the top, with them Celtics, you know I'm I'm a fan of their young guys, but we gotta we gotta see them do it in the playoffs. The Heat—they've been there before; they've been to the finals, and I think that hurt them a lot, losing to the Lakers. And you know, I think uh, with their pickup of Kyle Lowry, I think uh, that's gonna be—I I could see the Heat probably going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know, number one, 52 and 20, it's not too, not, not bad at all. Um, you know, the only thing there is the Celtics. And I'm not, again, just being a liquid fan, I'm not hitting on anything. You know, I just, I would honestly maybe put the Sixers and Bucks over the Celtics as far as my favorite. You know, I'd probably go Heat, Bucks, and Sixers. And I'm talking, I'm talking a very, very small, you know, increment there that, that separates the three. You know, I, I don't think Celtics, you know, in a seven-game series, and again, obviously, I might be proven wrong, and proving right, can't compete with any of those four teams if they were to play right to uh, uh, in a in a seven-game series. You know, Giannis, man, forced to be reckoned with, MB, especially picking up James Harden. You know, uh, so we're gonna see how that goes. Uh The Heat, uh, J- Jimmy Butler, oh, man, you talk, you talk about a a group of guys who, you know, are always hungry and pushing themselves. And so if you're talking about, right, these polarizing players, you know, the heat just makes makes them, whether they make them or whether they transform these guys who have no business and then all of a sudden they become these forces to be reckoned with just because they're on that team where they they have that that fire, that tenacity to want to, you know, win and, and just play hard every day. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I think... Uh... I think uh, along your points. I think the Heat have been there. You know, they haven't won it all, but they've been there. They've been to the to the finals. The, the Bucks kind of have won the it bu- all. The bu- Ky- uh, Kd and Kyrie have proved some stuff to us too. Uh, you know, the jury's kind of still out on the Bulls, Sixers, and the Celtics. I think they're the ones that are coming into the playoffs with a lot of with a lot of noise behind them, a lot of hype, and they're the ones that got something to prove. So, yeah. so let's see what they're able to make of that. And, uh, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the day, we all kind of just hope, uh, if not for our own team, at least we want a, an entertaining playoff.
1: Entertaining playoffs. Hey, if, if your favorite team's out, your favorite players are out, you just want to see a seven-game series coming down to the, to the buzzer. You know, and, that's, and that's all you can really want as a basketball fan at the end of the day, you know, just to enjoy some good quality basketball. You know, and, and us, and like Rico said, a group of friends, you know, we're big basketball guys, as you know, basketball guys, game guys, anime guys, you you name it, you know, we, we mix of everything. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, right, really um, touching base on everything that we enjoy, especially basketball. I should say football, which football season. Nah, I'm joking. Um, but <laughs> what I do want to talk about now is what do you think of what... the conversation?
0: Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, I mean, it's pretty... You still I feel like have- it's. I, I feel like it's pretty locked up between two guys. Okay, and, uh, and I, sh- I just want
1: to hear you say it, right? And I and I, are you still on Embiid?
0: Uh, I think I think my I have a little bit of a bias because Embiid and Joker are two of my favorite players in the league. Now, what Embiid's been able to do this season, and I mean he was pretty close to these numbers last season as well. Uh, I think my bias towards wanting initially before uh, that we've had this conversation, I kind of was always was leaning towards Embiid winning it. And I think that is because he hasn't won one before. Yeah. Uh, But there's also no denying uh, Nikola Jokic and what he's able to do. And because of, because of the uniqueness of his game, he's just so entertaining to watch. And uh, I think now, with uh, Simmons being gone and Embiid having a another superstar beside him, I feel like now all all avenues point to Jok- to Jokic. Okay, that's because what I was he because you. because he's he's kind of doing it on his own now.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was about to add. Not it. to
0: discredit his teammates, right? But you know, he enables them
1: Again, and makes well, yeah, them better. Level and that's all that's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you if you felt that James Harden's arrival r- took away from Embiid's, you know, MVP conversation.
0: Not necessarily, but when you have a guy that has another superstar with him, and then you have a guy doing it on his own, and they're kind of neck and neck, like you know, you, you kind of have to look at that one has a little bit more help than the other.
3: Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, At least, I mean, in my opinion, that's the way I see it. Well, you know, everybody lead. everybody has their different uh, their different opinions. That's just happens yeah, to and be and mine.
1: I know um, MB does leave the does lead the league in scoring now, and obviously, I think that does help his conversation and does help him in the long run. Even with James Harden team, I've always been high on Joker um, from the get go, as far as. Uh, MVP conversation, and I was just kind of, you know, pulling up numbers, kind of seeing, and I did it with Giannis, um, Joker, and Embiid, and more or less, um, what it was like. And Embiid and Joker, the only thing that separates them is one win and two losses. And, and again, that's basically on record. So you're telling me if you put it together, what 1.5 games, if you want to call it something, um, as far as their points, I think it was a four point differential, uh, joker has a two-point rebound advantage and a four-point um assist advantage and then you have their what is it called it's called their player efficiency and then their impact scale i know i know statistic people love running with these numbers and joker kind of wins just about everything but ultimately i'm thinking of a word you said right you know what A we've always wondered like what is mvp is it the most valuable player in the league or is it the most valuable player to his team and 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 that's always been the conversation you take joker out of this team and obviously does this team stay the same probably not you take mb out of this team does that team stay the same no it does not right so now we're having this conversation where there's you know multiple guys who have a super good shot and i do actually believe that just because and now that mb is well you know hopefully ends up winning the scoring title i think that does you know make it even closer and i'm talking maybe it's, it's going to be like fifty, fifty point nine percent, a 50.1 just you know as as a basis it's going to be really close and you know these voters are going to have a hard time um Kind of coming up with one, and I'm sure Giannis also, you know, will get some of those votes because the things that the things that Giannis does, and in 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 ultimately you're talking what a combination. I know Giannis averages, I think, six assists, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit less than uh, a little bit less than uh, Joker's eight, right? Compared to the, kind of comparing the two, and I am rounding by the way, and then you have. The rebounds, again, Joker by two, but Giannis is putting 30, you know, 11 and six, which sounds amazing as compared to Joker seven, 14 and eight. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, it's it's going to be it's going to be awesome to see. And unfortunately, what, we don't get the MVP till the end of the season, right? Or after the when do we get the MVP? I know. I know it's always kind of after.
0: it'll be in, it'll be in the summer. I, I have never been a fan. Since they switched to that a couple of years ago, i w- I was always a fan of them announcing the awards before the playoff after the season, before the playoffs, so that we kind of have a little bit of story going into every every game going forward, because ideally, your MVP is going to be on one of those playoff teams. I think I don't know if it's ever happened that we've got an MVP on a non-playoff team because I think as an MVP you do have to have a little bit of success at least enough to get into the playoffs yeah. uh so you know going into the going into the playoffs I would have liked to have seen like oh tonight we're going to see the MVP of the league whether it's whether it ends up being Jokic Embiid against whoever it is they're going to be playing that night uh and so forth for you know oh tonight we're going to see defensive player of the year which to me is probably again going to be Rudy either, either Rudy Gobert or I, I I really don't know who else would challenge him this year.
2: Uh well, who's in the red? But just like uh the, let me look it up real quick. Uh but just like I say, I
0: I would I would like to go back to that
1: That format having those storylines, right? Storylines are always fun for the league. Um and I, one of the ones I can think of was you know when Kobe Bryant and LeBron James were supposed to play, and all of a sudden, we had these commercials that were super awesome. Remember those, uh, where Kobe and LeBron were always kind of like nitpicking each other on these uh, and these puppets and these puppet storylines because everybody thought Kobe and LeBron were going to face each other um, in the finals, right? And and that was a storyline, and that was a great storyline people followed. So when it happened that they didn't play each other and lost to the Magic, you know, that was that was a big deal. And then. You know, we 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 never got to see what could have been what people arguably say that they should have played each other was one of the greatest shows, right? And that was a storyline built up. You know, Kobe Bryant, right? The At the time, the greatest player in the world versus, you know, this up and coming, you know, kind of reclaim his throne or going to claim his throne as as the greatest ever to come and, you know, usurp Kobe and all these things, all these storylines. So it, it makes it a lot of fun. And I remember being a super big LeBron hater because, you know, he was a threat to Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant, my favorite player of all time. And there was no way that this young guy can come in and just you know become the greatest player in the world when Kobe Bryant was still around. You know there was no way that could happen. So in my eyes, I saw you know Kobe the good guy and uh, LeBron the bad guy, and you know what I mean. You kind of you kind of invent these storylines, and it's great for the sport, especially when they're ad- advertised as such. So I do agree, man. Do we need we need to bring See, back some And I and
0: lines. I catch your drift. And correct me if I'm wrong, but LeBron that year was eliminated by the Defensive Player of the Year Dwight so, Howard.
1: White Howard, yes, he was. Right Howard was the anchor of that team. I still remember that team very well. It was Rashad Lewis, Kito uh, um what's his Jameer name? Jameer Nelson. Jameer Nelson. There was also Kale uh
0: Beatrice. Uh, a lot of good name? players
1: on that team. The, the Von, Von Wayfriend. He, right now, I think he currently plays for the Cavs. Oh, what's his name? It's, uh, oh my god, he was a, he was a young guy, man. It's um, I forgot his name. Oh, it's killing me. Um. Uh, when I remember, I'll let you know. But because I just remember Hiro Turgaloo being a baller during that series. And all these guys, again, real similar to those teams where, like, who are these guys? And again, you had Rashad Lewis, Hiro Turgaloo, you know, Jameer Nelson. And these, and I think Jameer Nelson even became a, uh, an all-star at one point, if I remember correctly, during that time.
0: That season, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, they lost to the, to the defensive player of the year. And Dwight Howard was an animal. During those yes. times, so
0: so it's looking like it's going to end up between Giannis and Rudy Gobert for Defensive Player
1: of the Year. Giannis, yeah, yeah. You know what? Does Giannis have a Defensive Player of his belt? Mm, I think so. He does. I think he's
2: won it once already. Let me let me, let me check. Giannis onto the phone
1: Now, what about like most? You can also look up most improved player. That's a, that's another one. I think we had a, a couple of conversations about already. Um, who would you constitute as the most improved player? But obviously, you know, once you look up if Giannis does have a defense player under his belt, that that that's big time between those two. Giannis, that's again Giannis being in that conversation. Also, man, MVP defensive player of the year. Jesus.
0: Yeah, he's actually he actually got it in two thousand two
1: thousand twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's that should be
0: a tight race also between Giannis oh, and Bill again. For most improved, um I I'm also a big a big uh, John Morant guy, so I didn't expect them to surge to the top of the West like they did this year. So with the excitement that he brought to that team and you know, even what his team is able to do without him now that he's that oh, yeah. he's gone down. I I I would throw my
2: hat in the
1: well. His team. The jaw him. went twenty and two without him. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's insane. I think the other name we had. Well, it's not jaw. Obviously, the other name. Um, and just because I think jaw, people wanted him to be part of that MVP conversation. Darius Garland, man, Cleveland, that. That's another one. But I, 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 think it's between those two. I think those are the two names. Of, and this was a, f- a few weeks ago that I saw were at the top of that most improved player list.
0: Yeah, uh, I could see either one of those guys doing it.
1: Absolutely. Me too. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be epic, especially for those guys um, playing in the playoffs. Man, see what they're capable of. These young guys are capable of. And it's always, I always check myself out because these these guys are younger than we are, and I just you oh. know. Oh. You're getting old, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So one last thing for the NBA. So I came across an article earlier today that says the uh Bismack Biombo, uh Center for the Phoenix Suns will be donating his one point three million dollar NBA salary to build a hospital in the Congo to honor his father who passed us here. Oh my so I came across that article. I could not ignore it, and wow, what a guy!
1: Dang, what did his um, what did his father die of?
0: I didn't see this. He was sixty one. Oh, he died uh, Okay, Francis Biombo suffered about with COVID nineteen in July and never fully recovered.
1: Ah oh, man, that, and again, uh, and when we've we've lost someone, you know, people to COVID and. It, it's that sucks and i always feel right because personally we've had we lost somebody to the same so every time i hear somebody losing a loved one like that uh to covid that just you know ah oh, man uh oh, that's unfortunate like well like carl anthony Towns mom man i know that was big but that's awesome man be uh donating a saturday to build a hospital in the congo man that is that is that is awesome man that's huge
0: yeah so what a hero so shout yeah. out to Bismack mac Okay, so some other things from this week would be man, all that just from the Lakers being eliminated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> man, hey man, basketball we can play basketball all day, dude. But you know, god man, it's it's always a good time.
0: Okay, so some other things, one thing for sure that I wanted to get into is have you heard of I know another polarizing figure, Logan Paul. He's launching a new company. I have
1: not even seen that. What He's launching
0: platform? a new company that's going to be called Liquid Marketplace.
1: What? I'm going to look this up. to Liquid Marketplace. I have no idea. Looking so popular.
0: it's... I don't know. Too, I haven't done too much research about it, but from what I know... What does that even mean? Uh, from what I know, he is going to... He and some partners are going to buy into collectibles, super rare and expensive collectibles. And they are going to make them into like publicly traded items to where you can buy in and you can buy a portion of say a super rare pop or a super rare and highly graded card.
1: That is what? Okay. So he's basically turning, Physical objects into collectibles. I mean, I guess
0: you're, you're basically buying stock in in yeah, in, you're basically in, buying... in a collectible and you can, you can buy in and sell whenever you want. But I was, I thought that was interesting. I was like, I'm not sure if this is a terrible idea or a great one because in, excuse me, those
1: are my dogs. <laughs> I, Sorry, I don't know I, if you heard them.
0: I don't know much about the collectible marketplace, but from what I've seen over the last two years, year and a half, is that prices can spike, go down. You know, stuff goes into demand at different uh, times. Uh, I know that's more your forte. So,
1: I've been a collector, and I started collecting when I was, Basically, when I, was, I opened up my for my eBay, eBay account, when I was 16 years old. I used my mom's information. I made a PayPal account using my mom's information. And I did everything when I was 16. I started collecting on I was 16, 17, right? I started off with video games, collecting the video games in their boxes, collecting the editions. Um, it didn't really, really, really take off until I got to college and I had my first job at 19. It started off with uh, my Zelda collectibles. I, I own every Zelda game in box. Complete in box, and any any game I kept, I made sure it was a collector's edition uh, in box. You know what I mean? It wrapped around in plastic. The thing with collectibles is that two things drive well. I'm, I'm, that I've seen, right? Two things drive the collectibles prices: it's demand for the collectible, and obviously, basically, you know how um, how what is it? I guess not pop, well popular, right? Popularity, obviously uh I don't want to say how old it is but how hard it how hard it is to actually get that exclusivity right? yeah exclusivity mm-hmm. right and you know whether they're ready, readily available um in in society you know what i mean and again i've i've collected everything from video games and to this day i still collect you know uh video game collections, uh, collectors collector sets. I collect pops, I collect pins, I collect anime. I have I make sure I buy the limited edition anime sets. I uh I have figures, I have books, so you know, I have books that are worth 200 dollars you know, just if it's a collectible, you know, I I'm going to look into it and buy it. I I have my Pokemon cards, I have uh card other card games that I collect. So for this guy to turn these physical objects into into almost like nfts or stocks like rico said right um and kind of own a portion of this and and what is this targeted i don't know how i take that man because logan paul man i always i've always felt you know any any exposure is good exposure and he he's he's exposed these people to all kinds of stuff you know for example pokemon cards when he got into it pokemon you know people got into it was one of the reasons people got into pokemon card collecting and it blew up right Logan Paul just started buying these cards, started showing them off, and people wanted to buy these cards and and Pokemon blew as a result, blew up as a result. One of the many factors, obviously. But for this guy just to take, like, hey, you can own a piece of this Charizard. Is this meant for poor people? Like, and, and that's the gripe I have with it. What? Because I'm never gonna get a first edition Charizard because it's so expensive, you know what I mean? That oh, I mean, oh, I can own a piece of it. So that's just as good. That's, <laughs> that sucks. You know, as a collector, I want to own the physical thing. I don't want a piece of digital you know, currency. I want to own the actual card. And as a again, as a collector, that bothers the hell out of me. You know what I mean? The thing for a collector is actually having it on hand, you know, owning it, having it, displaying it, making it look real nice, you know, having a place for it so people can see, you know, that that to me is always and right? when people come in you know I get this thrill when they say oh my god look at your stuff and it's a sense of pride yeah this is my stuff and I made it look real nice and pretty and then they go and make fun of me right because I'm into this nerd shit but that's beside, that's beside the point you know and I'm th- thinking of my brother when I'm saying that you know and it's tough right so that blows my mind that Logan Paul is
0: yeah uh Wait, from man. my my perspective is a little bit different i think um i i collect a couple things but i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a collector uh i think it's more of a i i see it more as like a i would say like a move like a like crypto and kind of making it into like a coin, but rather than investing in some kind of like Currency that you know is not physical that you can never see, you know that this first edition Charizard is worth this much. So yeah. you're gonna have you again, like it's 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 also just like this uh it goes along with the with the concept of anything like Ethereum or whatever. Like it's uh cryptocurrency has you know kind of made up values that are all controlled by supply and demand, just like just like anything else that's that's uh, that's out there in the marketplace. But here, I think the difference is that you have a physical thing stored away. And from what I see here, what they're going to start off with are a PSA eight Pikachu Illustrator, which I don't know about that card, but it has to be something really rare
1: that's the uh that i would consider that the, with the most expensive card because it, it pokemon illustrators only it's only in japanese exclusive in japanese as a matter of fact came out way back when if i'm not mistaken in a magazine and only a, i think the only card more expensive than that one is actually just the one that was uh made as i think it was a president of pokemon or the president of something i forgot what it was called and that's the only card more expensive than that pokemon illustrator card um but no, that's a big deal. It's so
0: they're, so they're starting with that one. And they're starting with a box of a box that has an unopened first edition limited printing Pokemon box. Then going across to sports, they have rookie cards for LeBron James, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. And I think I see Dwayne Wade, Kevin Durant. So I think it's just something physical and not necessarily for a collector, but I think for somebody that is a fan of cards and is looking to invest their money somewhere and not necessarily own those cards, but it's something that it's something that, you know, if you're a fan of basketball and you're a fan of Michael Jordan, you're like, you know what? I have this extra money laying around. Let me throw it in there just the way I would. Some throwing some money to cryptocurrency. So, I see it more from that perspective than a collector because obviously, it's not the same owning a piece of something and having it, like you say. Is uh,
1: is it is it, obvious is it very much like an investment, right? I think you said if so. Let's say I invest in a Pokemon illustrator, right, or the Pokemon illustrator. The price mm-hmm. goes down on it. My, I lose I lose value in my money. Yes huh uh, that's just you see the problem with the market right now again, again another thing with the market is because of and it started with the pandemic right people stayed home and and everything kind of blew up as far as hobbies are concerned right people wanted the next xbox playstation people wanted to start collecting because they were home and that's another reason why the, the car market boomed or you know just these hobbies booms hobbies in general just boomed because of those things and i don't know if we're you know i call it the what the renaissance right where everything is more expensive than it usually is and that goes for houses you know was the 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 stock market the, um, the house market and and the, the car market in general right where it's just kind of blown up so i don't know if it's ever going to be if it is it'll take a few years for it to ever um and be as high as it was in 2021 when the market when the market uh blew up so that's kind of interesting it's kind of interesting
0: yeah, I think. Uh, I think for the for the Pokemon side, I think that's definitely going to be tough. I think, with the exception of maybe the box, because if they, I think depending on what they're asking or what the what the price is to invest in the box, if they ever decided to open it and they end up getting one of those cards that's up there, like the Charizards or anything like that, does that? exponentially increase your investment
1: i don't well if, if you grade it as a ps a psa or whatever maybe it became out as psa 10 then maybe but let's say that by the same token if you opened that box and it was a crappy box where your most expensive where the most expensive card was a uh chancy or an alakazam you know mm-hmm. that would decrease the hell out of your investment you know and and what is it? So, the, who, whomever these companies are, right? You know, Logan Paul seems to be monetizing these 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 things. If they decide that they want to open it, does everybody else get a say? Does it say anything like that?
0: that well, that's that's something that is going to be kind of left up to chance. It's just a thought I had that because, is crazy I, right? You know, like it's just time. something I have because you know. I guess it's part of the the gamble if you were if you were to go into something like that. That's and it. I think uh, I think the Pokemon one, like you say, at the moment, is going to be a tough one because we just had the resurgence and probably the peak of what we've had in that market. Oh, now, yes. In, re- yeah. in regards to the sports ones, I think the sports cards will just get more valuable with age. And yeah. especially, you know, being that LeBron James is one that's probably at the tail end of his career. You know, what is a rookie card like that going to become in the next couple of years, in the next 10, 20 years? What's the value going to be? Those, I think, more so I could see steadily climbing in value.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, those so so, cards are uh, are tripped out because they – I don't know if you know, like, know the odds. I, I know, like, for Pokemon cards, odds are – you're talking about maybe one in every thousand pack, you get something, like, you know, with the best card in the set or, it's, you know, amazing. Even in Yu-Gi-Oh! when, when there was a $1,000 card, it was one out of – I want to say a thousand also, when you look at the odds and back of like sports cards and stuff, it legit says one in 500,000, one in a million, one in 1.5 million to get this particular, you know, hollow or rarity. So if you pull one of those and, and obviously you get something like LeBron and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that makes a huge difference. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't been thinking of Pokemon cards. I mean, uh, sports cards in that, in that regard.
0: Yeah. So, you know, just something I came across and, you know, I I don't know if it's genius or if it's gonna flop, but yeah, I'm still it, it's definitely it's definitely interesting, very interesting to me.
1: Yeah, that does that does sound like a trip, you know, especially coming from uh, I and again I do collect a lot, so I'm kind of curious to see where that goes. But an interesting concept. Yeah, ultimately for me, I need to have I need to have the actual thing, like like ashes, me man. <laughs> that that is that is I'm gonna keep an eye on of that.
0: But but uh, you know, I know both of us also have have. Put something into put like little little things here and there into cryptocurrency. How would you feel rather putting your money into something like a like a sports card rather than a crypto value?
1: Man, you know what? You know, to I'm not changing my tune because I still rather have the actual thing.
0: Maybe that's why I'm saying from more from an investment point of view than a collector point of view. Because
1: that's I think, how I see this. Yeah. You see, I, I'm, I'm looking at it from the other point of view. That makes a lot of sense. I think I would give it a try more, out, more so out of curiosity than anything else. Um, it, it also depends how much. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, think, I, think, sure. I think curiosity would, would, would really get the better of me. And I would see where it goes. I know we have a buddy of ours who's always you know, looking for the next big thing. And I'm thinking of him right now where he says, yeah, man, do it. What do you got to lose? Just put a little bit of money in and see, where, see what happens. I say, yeah, yeah, you know what? Absolutely right.
0: Absolutely right. See, and being that you're a Pokemon fan, and so am I, and that we're both basketball fans, like, you're like, you know what? I can get behind a Kobe Bryant card, a LeBron James card, versus like delving into this crypto market where there's so many things, and so many coins, and so many things to try and learn.
1: I wonder how – man, I'm going to I'm gonna be looking into that. I wonder how they're going to make you – know, obviously, you know, their money and their investments. Very, very similar to how the people who make cryptocurrency coins and, and, and tokens like that, you know, they get their money from the most people that – the more people that kind of put in, right, they're able to kind of do, manipulate and do these things and make money off uh, anything. So that's – that's well, you got the money, I guess, right? Yeah. And look at Paul of all people. Look at the, the man.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. What else do I
2: got? I have uh, Xbox,
0: Microsoft, and Xbox looks to set looks set to hold its E3 style showcase in June. Now, being that being that last week uh, E3 was officially canceled, and we did talk a little bit about Games Fest continuing. Uh, I read an article on Video Game Chronicle that says that uh, word is going around that Microsoft has been contacting. Uh, some of the people around the gaming community that they're looking to have. Let's see. Microsoft has contacted publishers about its own digital showcase, people or sources claim. And they're thinking around June, so.
1: Yeah, that's typically when, when Nintendo does theirs. And you, and, you know, Sony always wants to be the, I don't know, the cool guy, I guess, well, I think they had one in July or late June or always something totally different, but they've had their state of play. Oh, man, that's, that's good to know that that um, Xbox. And I figured they were going to,
0: right? But I'm glad it was said. I'm glad it was Again, confirmed. Well, well, this is still just rumor. Oh, I don't rumors. think it's oh. until, we, until we hear it from them. But if they're contacting people, we know at, at least it's in the works. Now, whether or not they get enough publishers to feel comfortable. Uh, to do it or unless they feel like they have enough stuff to present on their own would be another thing and I I think I'm I'm pretty confident too so uh, so I guess we'll just have to hold out until we get confirmation from either their Twitter or we get something from them we'll know for sure yeah Uh, with gaming the only other thing I had was they did unveil a new Unreal Engine this week
1: Unreal 5 oh man did you see any of the? I saw pictures. Clips? I didn't get to see the clips, but judging by some of those, fans, I think it was a game. What was the game called that they were showing off with it? Uh, I forgot what it was. It was a, it was a, a city location, an urban an urban setting. Uh, the street lights, the buildings. The, I think there was a sunset, kind of looking over what it looked like in New York City. Man, dude. God, it looked it looked ridiculous. And there was one picture in particular that just blew my mind, and it was the one with the street with the with the lights, the streetlight. Oh, dude, that was realistic to say the least. It's come a long way.
0: Yeah, the little the few clips I saw just wow, they they blew me away as to what they look. You know, coming up as gamers, what what we were used to seeing as kids, and then what we see now, it's it's surreal.
1: Oh, yeah, man, we came from the, the 8-bit era, you know, Super Nintendo, or Nintendo, Super Nintendo, like, you know, we've come a long way, man, and and <laughs> for, and, and I've always shut myself out, right, playing these type of games, like other Ring, as far as what we used to play. The other day, remember, we were talking about, oh, you were playing Union Racer, which was legit, on Super Nintendo, it was a little unicycle, and you run a course, and all you do is do backflips. And then Rico was talking about Lion King and Aladdin. And you know, like remember those games compared to what we're playing now? And then when they released Unreal Engine 5, it's this gorgeous looking cinematic, you know, thing. It's crazy, crazy, crazy.
0: Yeah, I think stuff we already have confirmed for Unreal Engine 5. I think I heard the Witcher, the new Witcher game. Oh. And a Tomb Raider game? Tomb Raider, is that what it was? Maybe. I think I I think I saw that we're gonna be getting a new Tomb Raider on the new engine, which I thought the the last two Tomb Raiders or the last Tomb Raider specifically already looked amazing, so I can't imagine what we're in for.
1: Nice, yeah, yeah. It's 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 going to be something, and not always. We're always looking forward to the next the next evolution of gaming, whatever it may be.
3: All right,
0: last uh, last few things I have is Attack on Titan and our two movies that came out this past week. Which of those? Which of those do you want to touch on? You always
1: touch on anime. Trust me, always, <laughs> always. Now, I know it's kind of a running joke that we uh, we kind of had, right? It's you know Attack on Titan and um, the final season part three. Yeah, we're kind of laughing like this is. And I had a friend of mine from school who says, yeah, at this point it's getting old. Like, just give me the story. You know, stop milking it. Like, if if that was the case, don't promote it as you know, the final season when you're going to give me three parts. You could have been, it could have been, you know, uh, season four, season five, part one and part two, you know, season five could have been the, 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 the the final season. But the thing is, I, it's just too popular. Um, it's very, it's very popular for, I think, marketing to even matter. And people are going to watch it regardless because it is, herald- it is a cultural thing, right? At this point, I've, I've always said, not a cultural thing, I'm sorry, a, a pop culture thing um where it's attack on titan is becoming more like you know must must like must see tv you know and and yes it's an anime it's an anime medium but ultimately even people who have never seen anime before are actually getting into it because of this particular show and here at the end the way they kind of tease that thing where oh part three i was kind of turned off by it and i think i haven't read a report or something that it was going to be four episodes four one hour episodes you know so and it's not the first time you know they they did i think with season three i think they released i think nine episodes or 11 episodes at one point um but i talk on titan man <laughs> uh having read the manga and again i'm no spoilers for me i'm very curious as to how it's going to um Evolve and end, and I'm curious if they're going to kind of change things, or if it's going to uh, be better. And I'm watching. I'm I'm watching it, and for better or for worse, I'm watching it. I'm going with it. I'm I, as a matter of fact, I'm rereading the last fifteen chapters of the manga to see if my opinion has changed at all on how I felt about it initially. So uh, you know, I'm I'm almost done. We we did have testing this week, so I was kind of killing time by reading. Um, so I'm really curious to see how I feel, and then how it's going to portray in the in the anime. Because I've always felt like there was a there's a part in the manga, and it's towards the end that things just went you know a completely different a complete crazy direction, different direction. And I want to figure out exactly where and when, and kind of you know give my two cents on that. Um, but yeah, the that ending on Attack on Titan um, part three. <laughs> I just I just <laughs> I might laugh about it because it's it's funny right like oh the final season oh the final season part two oh the final season part three and I'm like what like <laughs> man dude Yeah, I saw a meme right it was a Spider-Man meme it's a, it's with uh, it's the one with Tobey Maguire uh, Tom Holland and, uh, and Andrew Garfield and they're all pointing at each other and it says Attack on Titan fi- final season on all of them but it has part one two and three pointing at each other I don't know I thought it was just funny
0: <laughs> that sounds hilarious yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit in the same boat I'm not as, as big as an anime person as you but uh, I did read the Attack on Titan is one of the few that I did go and read the manga I did finish it uh, I did feel certain ways about it and uh, for whatever reason watching the anime it came across to me a little bit better And I was excited to see where it was gonna where it was gonna go with the ending, and then that I saw that, you know, the final season, the final season. Just like you say, they marketed the final season, the final season, and they tell us, well, actually, it's gonna be in two parts. And I was like, oh, at that point, I was like, okay, you know, like, you know, Harry Potter, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, other other movies, you know, (laughs) other series, (laughs) big uh, things like you. What did you say? uh, Cultural. things that you want
1: yeah pop culture
0: phenomenon the pop culture phenomenons you know we've seen it before but then when they hit us with this and it's another season you know i thought i know your theory for a while was that we're gonna get a movie announcement straight
1: up i i told
0: you and that made sense because you know like we see a lot of anime people going into the movie marketplace now and they're coming away with big successful hits uh movie wise and you know they make their money. So I figured, oh, yeah, that's that's a safe bet. And then when they hit us with, well, it's the final season, part three. It's like, what? Like, has anyone done
1: this before? It's almost like a slap in the face, dude. Like, and 2023, mind you. So you're telling me that these people who are heavily invested and, oh, what happens a lot of time in HBO and we wait seasons and I don't know what. But they're marketing this as a. As the final season, but yeah, Mark. Well,
0: if season. if that's the case, then why didn't they just make another season, right? Why, which is how yeah. you how you feel too, right?
1: Yeah, dude. Like call it season four, man. Call it season four, and people won't have these. You know, they're gonna watch it anyways, right? It has expectations, and again, I think I'm a little bit more upset, and and it's just me, probably, you know, and and a few other people, right? But because I think at this point, uh, the people who are watching it, oh, they're hyped about it. Oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, and that's what the hype is for, but. You know, wanting to know how it ends, and I, I'm a big, you know, proponent. I I love stories, and I'm always very curious as to how an ending is nailed. Endings in just in any medium, any shape, where, form, or capacity are some of the hardest things to nail. And you've seen it. Uh, for those of you who've seen Game of Thrones, right? The ending was just so out there, just so, you know controversial that it turned this cultural phenomenon at the time because that is what it was into all, into an afterthought almost an afterthought because the ending was like that if an ending can make or break a story in some capacity sometimes the ending the story can be amazing but the ending might not be too crazy 50 50 here and there and they'll survive but when it is generally like overall just you know not you know like to its liking you know people are gonna you know talk and and in this case, wanting to see an ending, like Attack on Titan, and see how it ends, especially if it was marked like that, uh, to me it does get frustrating. Which is why a lot of times I, I, personally need to know how a story ends. I want how a story ends. I gotta know the writing. I gotta see where it, where it heads off. And I will catch myself reading or looking up or just trying to figure out how to get into how to get to the end of this particular story. So now that they're Attack on Titan not giving you the ending of the story right now, <laughs> to me it's frustrating, man. <laughs> It's frustrating, man.
0: Which I think is completely, you know, ironic because you and I already kind of know how it ends.
1: Yeah, you know, but we I already guess... know
0: we already know <laughs> what's gonna happen. But like, <laughs> it can't come for us soon enough. And these people that are experiencing, I guess, all, like people that are just time. watching the anime, like, don't really know what's coming. And yeah, one of our buddies, like specifically, is the one I have in mind. That's like, oh, you know, I don't mind waiting. And it's like, bro, how can you, like, how can you be so patient? Like being that, like, we already know what's going to happen and we don't want to wait. Like, how are you okay with waiting?
1: And, and, and so what's also ironic is I rather not, like, I do not like waiting for, uh, I for, what is it? For like, oh, I know. I have, I have to binge watch a series. I hate waiting week to week. You know, when a new series comes out, oh, did you see it? Uh, how many episodes are there? Two let me wait a couple of weeks so I can I at least get to at least get see half of it. I do it with Peacemaker, I do it with all the new anime that come out. I just cannot sit. And so he says, Oh, I can wait, I can wait, and all these things. And now over here, I still can't wait. You know what I mean? Like, I cannot wait for this ending where he's like, Oh, I can't wait. Oh, but I can wait. Oh, you know, just watch it week to week. Yeah, it builds up that hype. I was like, For me, I can, I do, it's almost like it's almost an addiction, man. You kind of want to quell that, you know, that sensation, man. And it, it's tough. It's, you know, But that ending, that ending, and I I think that's what's really doing it for us, is that we just want to see, one, how society reacts, because I cannot wait to see how everybody, like, I cannot wait for that storm to brew and see what people think about it. And two, personally speaking, if they're going to do anything, make it better, again, make it for better or for worse, do anything to the ending and add or, you know, take away. So, Two, two crazy concepts that I'm just really, really anxious to see. And I want to see how it's, you know, and, you know, society's just reaction to everything. So it's going to be epic. It's going to be super cool. And, you know, just got to make sure we're on that boat, you know, along with everybody. And you best believe, you know, yes, we read it. We know how it ends. But we'll be watching that, you know, <laughs> to the end just to kind of get with the you know, get with the hype.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, f- I feel I'm in the same boat. I want to see everything animated and see, you know, the visual effects, Music. how everything's going to look. Yeah. And I also want to see, I'm very curious to see the reaction of how people are going to feel about how this is going to end. I think uh, to go back to a word we used earlier, I think it's going to be very polarizing.
1: <laughs> yeah, all, so, all for sure. And hopefully, and I, again, I think because it's such a new medium for a lot of people who are just getting into anime, it's gonna leave a very, very lasting, a very, very good lasting impression, because in all honesty, great story, sort of super well told, the the twists and turns, the characters, the development, and you know, there's some characters that I feel you know indifferent about, but overall, as a story, it's just it's just good quality stuff, and you know, you can't, and I've always been I've always liked Wit Studios and their animation, and and Mapa's done a you know a good job filling in um, for what they had done, but. We just gotta get to this ending, man.
0: <laughs> Yeah, hope is it confirmed that part three is the last part?
1: When they are call- calling it part three. They didn't say final season, the last part, right? So we don't know, man. There might be another one, bro. we know, part <laughs> four, and then really kind of throw us out. Oh, here's a movie, the sequel for you manga readers. Having if you don't know nothing about this, <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? But it's going to be interesting and i know um not a lot of people actually know right um but like in demon slayer right the and it's it's going to not end soon but in conjunction with the manga it's that's another one that's going to um that i'm excited about to see how the people react here towards the end on that one
0: yeah talk about one that just came up and got really hot i know everybody's loving Demon Slayer at the moment. We just uh, wrapped up season two in the anime.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, would well, be we considered the district arc. Would be considered season two from the show. So yes, uh,
0: and that—that's one manga I haven't read that I think you have. Yes. So you know what's coming. Uh, based on the manga, how how much longer do you think we have of uh, Demon Slayer? We Seasons have. Or-
1: I would say, and the and the way it's going, we have a major arc coming up, a uh, training arc. But the good thing, and I want to say, it's about if you're gonna if you're gonna put those together, maybe one one season there. And the the good thing though is that the the I guess what you would call the last arc is actually I think the longest arc. Hell, it might it can even be split into two if you really wanna if you really wanted to that's probably the longest arc in the series. So that might just be itself, you know, the last, the last part might just be a whole season, 24 episode season also, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So be, look forward to that. That's going to be a good one. Um, I actually really enjoyed everything about it all the way up to the end. I wish it were longer, but hey, the great stories, you know, um, a lot of the great, a lot of the great stories, the majority of the time, you know, they tell their story, they, they know how they want to tell it and how, you know, their the character's journeys and how it's going to end. So, sweet yeah so to the point
0: well i'm definitely looking forward to uh, demon slayer season three and demon slayer the final season parts six seven maybe eight but uh i think uh i think that's a wrap for today uh last two things i'll mention is that i saw real quickly right now is that if you're an xbox gamer the xbox spring sale has started i saw some of the games that are on sale the witcher Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil, Mortal Kombat. If you're into any of those things, check it out. If there's anything you'd be interested in playing, also, I saw that today, uh, Cyberpunk is for sale at Best Buy for five dollars. So, that. if there was ever any, any interest in that game or something, something to try for five bucks, why not?
1: It, it, it did get a lot of improvements, right?
0: Yes. Yes, I know that was uh, one of those games that was real hyped for a long time and, you know, just the initial impressions really hurt it a lot. But from what I hear, everything's a lot better. I actually own a copy of the game and I have not gone back and played it, but, you know, just one of those uh, backlog games.
1: For five years, can't beat it. can beat it. Yeah. Can't beat it. Well, uh, yeah. I guess for next time we can... I know every time we get to the anime stuff, it's not—it's not as long as kind of like the main focus, right? And I think this time around, it's more kind of sports. But next time we'll get—we'll get into more into the anime stuff, kind of. Uh, <laughs> oh, venture oh, into, huh?
0: oh, oh, to quote my friend Marcus, you best believe it's gonna yeah. have its
1: day. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, next time for sure. Get more into that. You know what's coming—the spring—the se- spring season's already dropping, so we can talk about what's coming here in the spring. Um, some and we can also talk some of the old ones because I I I do like talking about older anime because especially with a lot of these new anime watchers and, st- and some of these people who don't really know what came out in the 80s 90s. There's a lot of quality stuff there too. If you need something to to fill your itch, uh, while you wait for these new spring shows that just dropped, so uh, maybe next time we can talk about um uh, a little bit of more so anime kind of as as a focus just to kind of dwell dwell into it a little bit and um you know really have fun with it. You know what I mean? So oh yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, that's uh, three Marcus, week two.
1: Week uh, two, episode two. Yes, sir. Thank you all for coming. Have a good one.